In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me three people in our studio. And I have with me Eric the Artist. Good evening, everyone. And I have with me Gary the Stud. I guess that's me. I'm your eternal host, Bob Christman. So we have a couple things we want to talk with you tonight. We're going to actually be Star Wars centric, Star Wars Resistance centric tonight. We're going to couple, uh, cover a couple small stories, mainly Star Wars Celebration and some information coming out about Star Wars Episode Nine. And then we thought we'd jump right in. And talk about two, that's right, two episodes of Star Wars Resistance tonight. Um, that's only because we're behind on actually watching the show, and we figure we better get caught up soon. It's time to catch up. Okay, so this week we had the weirdest post I've ever seen dropped by Star Wars ever. Uh, well, now, was, was it was it dropped, or do you guys think it's this a leak, was intentional? They say. they say it's a leak. They claim it's a leak. Disney claims it's a leak. Do you really think Disney ever lets anything leak, though? I mean, truly... Gary, do you think Disney ever lets anything leak on purpose? Yeah. I do. <laughs> like, I, I come on, it's Disney. But I have questions about the leak. I'm not I'm still not convinced this is a Disney leak. I think this is somebody playing with people. I really do. I'll it explain why in a second. It could be. So <clears throat> a poster was released of Star Wars Episode Nine. And if you haven't checked it out, go check it out online. It's just Star Wars Episode Nine poster and you'll probably come up with it. Uh, now it it's you know it's interesting in that the angles of everybody in this poster are in really weird spots. Like Kylo Ren's saber, he's holding it backwards. He's holding it backwards. He's holding it reverse, like uh, what's his name from the uh, Force uh, Unleashed games? Yeah, like uh, Starkiller. Starkiller. Killer. Yeah, which works fine if you've got a regular lightsaber like Ahsoka used to do, right? Like that that. But when you've got a cross-barred <laughs> lightsaber. I mean, one guy pointed out that technically, if he moves an inch to the left or right, he slices his wrist off. <laughs> that was like valid point. 
But no. that's not the part everybody's talking about. No, that's because he's got Beskar Gamma there in his... Oh, there he goes. In his hand? <laughs> in his gauntlet, yeah. his gauntlet, yeah, yeah. He's also back in his mask. Well, that's the other thing that people did point out. I, we all thought he smashed his mask, right? Like, that was the assumption. <laughs> but what's to say he didn't build a second one? I didn't right. point that out. He could he could build another one. Or he could have repaired the one he has. Or maybe that's a scene Although from it does a flashback. Seem, it does seem like it'd be prime time to do a redesign of the mask for the third movie. Something kind of slightly cool, slightly... You, you would know, think, right? They could, but then again, you know, Vader never redesigned his mask, so... Yeah, why not? Just... Stick up, with the up the ante on what yeah on what you're doing. He's gonna he's gonna take it off and it's gonna be Ray. <laughs> so let's look at all the elements that we're looking at here. At the bottom of the poster, we see all these stormtroopers, and supposedly these are the red stormtroopers that we keep hearing rumors about. It's an interesting look because the nose has like two sides to it. Yeah. The mouth parts kind of uh, it's definitely the more duckbill look of the mouth um, compared to the other you know first order stormtroopers we've seen. The chest plate's kind of interesting. It's like a two-sided chest plate as opposed to one piece. You know, it's an interesting look. A lot of my TIE fighter friends were excited because in the bottom right, there's a new TIE fighter there. It kind of looks like a TIE defender, but it doesn't quite have the right wings for it. And then on the left side is the part everybody's talking about, which is next to Kylo, it appears to be the Knights of Ren. <laughs> so we've talked about this a lot in this podcast. Do yes. you think the Knights of Ren are... are Go to for this movie. I'm I'm about ninety percent convinced that we're getting the Knights of Ren in this movie. Okay. Hopefully, we're not getting them as just a throw off or a flashback. I'm hoping that they are a part of the story. Gary, yeah, what do you think? Do you think Knights of Ren are a major part of this one? I just think it's the backstory, flashback. I almost wonder if the Knights of Ren are what starts the Sith Order again. You know what I mean? Like they start their own order. Maybe Grey Jedis or something along that weird line. You know what I mean? Ones that walk the line. <clears throat> yeah, like what if they're not working with Kylo Ren? What if they're after him? What if they're against him? That's what I'm kind of wondering too, yeah. Maybe they felt he's gone too far one direction or another and, and they want to you know, get him back. No, he hasn't gone far enough. Maybe. Uh, and then above Kylo, we see BB-8. And we see another, another droid next to BB-8. Kind of a weird, awkward-looking roller-type droid, I guess. Yeah. And then who's the name of this character? I keep. That was Zil- Zila. Zila. Zil- something like that. Zero. Hang on. Because they also had the character posters which had their names. It was Zori. Zori. Or Zor Lee. Zor Lee, maybe. Or Zorol. <coughs> I think it's Zori with two capital I's. To me, she looks like Zam Wessel married Boba Fett and they married their armor and put it together. Hmm. You know, has the Zam Wessel. And has a almost Flash Gordon esque yeah. bodysuit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I say Zam Muscle, because that looks like Zam's yeah. bodysuit. The helmet looks very uh, Mandalorian-esque, with the T-visor-ish look to it. It's an interesting look. I, 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 If she's a bounty hunter, I, I kind of like the look. It's kind of a cool look. The other interesting one that's right there in that same part of the poster, hang on, let me go back to that, is we have right next to Finn a well, what well, looks well, to wait, be... Wait, wait, wait. Let's just go back and talk about Poe. Okay, Poe. He looks like he's right out of the mummy movies. Yeah, he's got on a yeah, whole give you that. scarf There's quite thing. The scarf uh, desert look thing going on. It's very much the Brendan Fraser Fraser mummy yeah. outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. And then next to him, between Finn and Poe, is probably the part of the poster I think is the most controversial. <laughs> what appears to be C three PO holding a bowcaster and having Chewbacca's bandolier on. This is the part of the poster I'm like, I'm not buying that this was a leak. I'm totally buying it. Really, you think that I just I you can't. He's gonna he's gonna pick it up at some point. I just can't see it. Well, I don't. 
There was a comic book back in the day. You're right. They had C-3PO. They had X over his one of his eyes. C-3PX. Yeah. Well, the evil C-3PO. Well, it was because he had uh, an assassin droid's uh, memory and, and mm. implanted him. But here's the problem. That's not canon anymore. That is now legacy. You get what I'm saying? But they've all said that they're going to pick and choose what they want out of the I get it. I'm just saying. That's, that's pretty far stretch of the imagination. That's that's why when I look at this poster, I mean, other than some of the awkward angles, and I think this is kind of weird, that's the one part of the poster I'm kind of like, I'm not sure I'd buy this, be only because that's the one part of the poster I'm like, <laughs> I just, I'm just not sure I'd buy that. Okay, what... what what do you think might have happened for him to pick that up, though? The death of Chewie? And who else? R2? Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> that would be sad, though. I, we might get the end of R2. We might get the end that of at least really one That would be really sad. Because it's supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. And R2 that is true. Is... They did say it's the end of the Skywalker saga. So Chewie dies and R2 dies. That's it. There's yep. nobody connected to any of that. They could re they could be removing everything. Except for C-3PO. He'll still be alive because yeah. nobody can freaking kill the gay droid robot. Be because he keeps getting his memory wiped. <laughs> That's just true. <laughs> Finn looks like himself. That's the one part I'm like, nobody messed with that. You notice that? It, like, yeah. Then there's that weird alien creature behind Finn, which no. that comes out of nowhere. I'm sorry. Yeah. That looks like the creature from Mac and Me. It, yeah. it actually reminds Doesn't me. It? Uh, it reminds me of the aliens from uh, Explorers. Yep, that too. Yeah, that too. Except yep. they were green, and this is yellow. But right, other than that, yellow. he looks like those. Aliens. I, I'm sorry, he looks like the alien from Mac and Me. I had just, I can't. The minute I saw it, I was like, wait, what? Maybe yeah. I watched too much MST3K recently, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I digress. A grew up one. Yeah, uh, and then on the back right above that, of course, we have Ray up front. And we have Chewbacca next, and then on the back right of that same line, we have this new character, Janna. Which, uh, Eric, you think that's... Could be Ken, uh, Lando Calrissian's daughter. Daughter. Because okay. well. it's the ages. She's too young to be his sister or that wife that we brought up in the comics of Han Solo. Han Solo's, yeah. I think if we're getting uh, a Lando in this, I think we're getting his daughter. Now, there is a Y-wing and two X-wings in the background. Uh, and one of them's orange and one's just a regular colored X-wing. Is that an A-wing? I mean, as... Is that what like we're looking at? It, it, what it looks like to me is that maybe it's the uh, a throwback to the, the cartoon that we're watching now. Resist <laughs> Resist On the Resistance? Resistance? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's their little Easter egg for the Resistance right. thrown into the movie. Right. And then, of course, in the background, that's the part I noticed nobody's talking about, is the typical Star Wars panel from like the yeah. Death Star. <clears throat> that's an odd panel to throw in here. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, There's no Death Star. That's known as the Death Star panel. So why would you throw that in in the background? That's why I say I, I, there's a couple clues to me that say to me, no, the C-3PO is one. The Knights of Ren, I'm not convinced they look like the Knights of Ren from the movie. That panel in the background just seems odd. I don't know. What do you guys think, real or fake? I'll put it that way. I, I like the theory that we read online that this was a poster that was being created during a concepting phase. Okay. Like you know, this could be the version, concept art of the concept version, art. Well, this is like version one A of what ended up. You know, they've got version twenty two C as the final poster they're going right, with, right. and this is early in the process. But you save your files. You know, you don't delete them. Right. You keep your work, and maybe an early version or something leaked. got leaked. Okay. So I could take it as because some people are saying these are placeholders because the looks are different and blah blah blah. So you know, it it could be one of these early versions, one of these showing prototype images or placeholder images that got kind of worked together into a design. I mean, it, I've also heard that this could be 
and it has that kind of look to it, the not quite polished look you get with the final poster, but the stuff right. you do get when you see it on stands and stores, like in Target. Right. Like on the, uh, this could be up the side like of the, an aisle. Like a display Display piece. piece. It has very much that kind of look to me. <laughs> so I've heard some people say this is merchandising art. Right. And I can I can see that more because that, I don't know, that, that, that to me has kind of the merchandising look and feel. I still go back though. Do you think it's real or fake? <clears throat> Two points, rich real. I'm gonna, I'm gonna side seventy-five, twenty-five that it's real. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you think it's real? Two point, yeah. Yeah. Just like what Eric's saying, but do you think it's the, the concept art type? Yeah. I think it's it, fake. It, it, it's gonna go on the Lay's potato chip display. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get That's what saying. I feel like. It's like it's that yeah. kind of art. I, I'm calling it fake. I, I think it's. I think somebody or, threw it out there. Or, to it's see. Go, or it's going to be on a Pop-Tart box. The thing that makes me wonder <laughs> about it being fake is them getting certain things right, like costuming and looks, that are clearly, like, you know, those characters are probably... And you could say, oh, they took them from... Like, that Poe is the same pose. Right. Right? But the Finn isn't, and the Ray isn't. And, you know, the Ray is very specific, but she's got the same collar and the same hair, and the Zori, I think, is different... So it's like... You don't think somebody could look at that, and I'm just... As an artist, you don't think they could redraw it from another angle? Not photorealistically. That's difficult. Okay. You know, that's... And that's you feel like that, that's, that's what I feel this like, is? I feel like they're hitting... Uh, like I said... It, I'm just bringing it up because I don't know art no, like you I do. Feel, you know I, mean? I feel like this... Like I said, to me, the feel of it, the level of quality, feels like merchandising art. It's not okay. final publicity movie art. If this right. ends up being the actual poster, I'd be surprised. Well, I agree but it either. feels yeah. like merchandising art that you'd see in Target, that level. Done by another company, not by the final designers of the movie right. uh, promotions. Done by another company using, you know, you're given uh, imagery that you're like, well, this is what you got to use. You know, I went through this once with Lucasfilm myself when I did my chalk art right. at, at, at Celebration. I was going to say, how many times they revised it on you before well, you they, got your they, What they gave me when I did my first one mm. was all they gave me was character models from Clone Wars. Right. And they sent me a pose of Ventress, a pose of Count Dooku, and they said, okay, we're sharing this with you. No one knows this exists yet. And they sent me a 3D rendering of Savage Press. Right. But that was the one angle I had to work with. And they're like, okay, make a chalk mural out of this with these characters from this angle. So I had to do a whole bunch of Photoshop stuff till I was able to get a layout that I thought would work as a design. With all so, the characters on and, it. And that was the thing. It had the characters on it. And, and, you know, I had to do considerations for leaving space so that I didn't draw right. Savage until day three, blah, blah, blah. But talking from these other companies that deal with the people who have the official photos, this is the kind of stuff you get. You get one pose, one image, and they say, okay... That's what you got. Here, here is your source material. Make something out of this. And that's what this poster feels like. It doesn't feel like they posed the characters with a movie poster in mind. It feels like they had promotional art in pieces and they gave it to a company to assemble. And that's why I say this feels like merchandising art to me. Okay. I get it. I get it. We'll have to let the fans decide. So yeah. email us. Let us know. Okay. With all that in mind, we are getting very close to Celebration in Chicago. Say- Celebrate good times, come on! And I feel bad talking about this. I really do because because I'm not going <laughs> to the show. Are, are not going, and I feel very lucky that I was able to find my five day passes and go. And, and actually, I I didn't at first. I, I I talked to these guys about it. I had a Friday pass and a Sunday pass because we couldn't even get the five day right, pass. Right. 
And did I you was, ever end up getting rid of? You had other tickets available. I got. I had two guys buy the the Friday passes and the Sunday passes, and I was able to find two five day passes for my wife and I, which was amazing. Yeah, I, that I, is amazing. Um, and you want to talk about trust? Try binding two passes from somebody you have no idea who they but are. You got the everything right. It worked. I have my passes. We've Badges already registered. Game. I'm on the light side, not the dark. <laughs> for those people who are curious. Um, Did your badges come? My badges came. I have. Okay. I physically so have my badges. Sounds like so it's all on the up and up. It's all on the up and up. But I was nervous. I was still nervous. <laughs> like I'm hoping I, these things come. You know, like I paid a lot of money for these passes. And of course, all this this information is coming out. I mean, crazy, crazy information. You know, all the people that are going to be there. Of course, apparently the big the big push is it's the 35th anniversary of Star Wars Episode One. I, I think is the maybe yeah. So there's a lot of like Episode One merchandise, Jar Jar stuff all over the place. Uh, it's 25th. 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 I was going to say, don't make me that. 35th felt, felt a little, yeah, felt, felt a little older than that. But still, 25th of, of Star Wars Episode 1. So Jar Jar stuff all over the place. Well, Darth Maul stuff. Episode 1 was 99. 20th. 20th. It's 20th. the 20th. Okay, because yeah, 2019. Yeah, because I remember it came out in 99 right before 2000. And That's right, yeah. So it'd be 20th. But that still. God, Shows you what I know. Years. I'm not paying attention. To 20 years. So, of course, now they're pulling in all sorts of Episode 1 actors. Um, I'm actually kind of excited i hope i get to meet ahmed best that's yes. like the one character i really i want to go and see i feel bad for the guy i want to let him know that i was always a fan of jar jar what are you doing over there do i, I want to know he took a drink so you might want to respeak because there was a lot of ice cubing over here <laughs> i don't over care ice cubing's nothing new for me <laughs> don't even about jar jar so it's ice yeah, cube you, you didn't care about jar jar yeah. i get it i get it well, let's, let's ice cube him i'm just kind of excited to talk to ahmed best and say listen dude i was actually defending your character all this time yeah that, and I'm excited I think because, there'll be a lot of that. Because no, Ahmed Best is, is also a member of Stomp, for a lot of people who don't know. He was actually a member of Stomp before he was Jar Jar. So I'd love to talk to him about that, because I run Smash. Yeah, yeah, that, that, would be, that would be something he'd, he'd like to he'd hear. He'd probably like to hear about instead of talking about Star Wars all day long. Uh, you know, I, I was excited they've announced that, about going. Um, they've announced that Hayden Christensen is coming. Correct. Um, the entire, pretty much the entire cast of Star Wars Rebels. I'm excited about that one. Yep. Because uh, I'll be able to take our picture and hopefully get all the rest of the ones filled in. In the past couple of weeks, though, I don't want to say my excitement's waned. It hasn't really waned, but I'm getting a little, like... garthed. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's, like, this roadblock that suddenly got in my <clears throat> way, right? Um, and for people who don't know or aren't going to Celebration Chicago, they decided to use this lottery system... And they're not just using it for, like, queue lines, which I ex- fully or, expected them to or, do. Like, yeah, like, the big ones, like, you know, the Star Wars Episode Nine. The panel. Nine panel, yeah. They the, don't want people... The Mandalorian panel is ...standing in one. line for two days to get into this. They're trying to make it so right. that you they already know you're getting in. Right, they don't want people out... They've actually said in the website, you are not allowed to, to hang out outside queuing all day long. So it's a lottery draw. For the big panels, I can see that. <sighs> right. But for the smaller panels, I'm kind of like, you know, like, I want to go see my friend Mark Thompson. And I just want to hear his panel on being an audio book person for Star Wars. You know, he's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I'm worried that I won't get in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's crazy. Because that I, every panel is on this lottery system. on this lottery system, big or small. And like, not only that, really it, it's, it's product, too. Merchandise and everything. Right. Like, last night, I, I because I finally got my passes, I was able to register my passes, and then I thought, well, I'll... Get in line for the products. Like, I wanted to see if I could get the Hasbro exclusives because they got a Darth Maul I'd like maybe to get. So I put my name in for that. The Funko Pops got a Boba Fett that's just, like, blue metallic. It looks really cool. Figured, why not? I'll I'll put myself in line for that. But again, if I don't get into the lottery, 
I, I don't even get a chance to go. Doesn't matter how early I get there or how late. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. Like, part of me says, "All right, so everybody has equal opportunity." Part of me also says it takes away the whole concept that the early bird gets the worm for yeah. some of these collectors. You know what I mean? And I just, and you know, and I know what's going to happen is certain collectors who are who they are, and and I get it. Some people do this are going to go in there and like hoard. You know, like forty-two Darth Mauls, buy one for themselves and sell the other forty-three. But online. now you now you can't do that though with the lottery. Apparently, well, I think the I, lottery probably limits what you can buy. I, I don't cause, know because I saw someone else saying that their codes were limiting them or something. Well, their codes are limiting them to like how many panels you can actually. Okay. At least from what I'm understanding, you can go in for. I do think it does. It might limit how much, like how many times you can get in the queue, but I'm not sure it limits the number of products you can buy. Unless, well, you know, if it's on, if it's pre-sale, like you buy it before you even get down there. Yeah. Online, you win the lottery, you buy it. They might have a, you know, max four. Maybe. Or something like that. I, maybe. If, if they do that, I'd be okay with that. But I just, you know what I mean? Like, because they got to make sure everyone in the lottery who gets in the lottery could get could one get if they one, want one. Right. If they want one. It's just weird. The system's weird. And I it just kind of felt like without any sort of explanation online, it just kind of like they threw this at us as fans. And I was just kind of like, eh. You know, like, I don't know. I don't want to say a take away from the... I still want to go to Celebration. I'm still going to have fun. I know I'm going to have a blast with my Star Wars family people out there. I, I've got patches coming out of my ears because I can't wait to go trade at the trade station and stuff like that. So if you see me, hit me up. I'm looking at the camera like it's on or yeah, something. We're not running video. <laughs> we're not doing video tonight. But at the same time, I'm kind of like... I don't know. Part of me is just like I'm a little depressed that if I, there's a smaller panel I want to go to and I don't get in, it's like... I don't know. I was talking with you guys tonight, too. It kind of ruins the spot in 80. I mean, Gary and I went... Uh, what was it? The Mandalorian panel we went to together, Gary? I think it was. <laughs> no, it was the Clone Wars. That's right. And we just walked in. <laughs> right? Yep. Like, we just... We're like, oh, look, there's a panel on Clone Wars. And we're like, ah, we'll go walk in. You know, and we, like, walked in and sat down in the back and just watched the panel on the Clone Wars. But we and- talked about that before we were actually on air. <laughs> don't you think that the way they're going to... I mean, if they do a lottery and a panel has a third sold... It'll be an open queue at, at the event because would, all the would, lottery stuff happened. I would like to think so, but I, I, can't, I don't... You know I can't I mean? imagine them closing off rooms, being like, nope, if you didn't lottery, the, the eight people who signed up for this are the only ones coming to this panel. I, I guess the question is whether Reed <clears throat> Pop's going to stick by that or not. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, I don't know. There's just a lot. It, the whole thing's a little weird. And I just wish there was a little more explanation. Yeah. You know, I think they think they're being clear to the customers, and I don't think they're being clear at all. Right. And well, I think their systems have gotten more and more complex with every show. Right. You know, the whole get your badge, get your code for your badge to register to this, then you get your name in a thing where you then pa- assign your badge to an account this, and it's like they, it sounds like it's gotten very And complex. the weird thing is, is like, because we sold our badges to other people, and I bought a badge from another guy, to me, it... Uh, the badge is connected to the original email. You're like they're almost discouraging you from doing what I did, mm-hmm. which is buying and selling other badges. And I understand <laughs> what they're trying to do, but it's not working. Right. <laughs> People are still doing it. You know what I mean? And it's still screwing the system over, screwing me over, screwing everybody over because it's not an efficient system. I don't yeah. know. I, I I don't know. So I'm just hoping in a week I'll calm down because I probably will in a week and be like, woo, you know. Yeah, you're the but right now. I'm hit. just kind of like it, like. This is not cool. You know, like, I, I don't want to say it's, like, ruining it. It's not ruining Chicago at all for me. But it's just more of, like, a, another hassle I had, step I have to take in order to, like, get there and do the things I want to do. I think you're going to love it. You know what's crazy is my Friday. We're driving in Friday morning. We're going to get there. The 501st picture is at 10 o'clock. So Heather and I figure we're going to get there right around 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. 
until I get through the line. I'm going to have to change into my TIE Fighter. Yeah, it's going to be tough getting through a whole jump line. Jump into the 501st picture. Literally, probably. Right? The Mercs picture is like an hour later, so I'm going to come back, change out of my TIE Pilot, get into my Mercs costume, go take that picture, and then the Jolly Roger Squadron picture is an hour and a half after that. So I'll go back, change out of my Mando, back into my TIE Pilot. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, after that day, I may not want a costume for the rest of the time. Yeah, I don't know. Not. We'll you see. I haven't even found out when the Slave Leia shoot is yet, and I don't even know if I'm going to bring Malakili yet. I don't know. We'll have to see. That'll be an interesting decision prior to our, our, our leaving. Uh, my Jedi might go with me for the Rebel Legion picture. I don't know. We'll see. But that's the thing is I'm excited about. That that shows you where my head's at. I want to <laughs> take pictures with my, my people, my Star Wars fans, you know, and that, that's about where I'm at. I feel bad that the bash is on Thursday night, and I can't even yeah, be at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? All these people are going, and I'm kind of like, you all suck. I hate you. I, did not, I don't understand that. That's the one thing I have a question for the groups. Why do we put the bash on Thursday night? Because you know, I know, a lot of people were like me. They can't take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off from work. It's just not a thing. Right, right. And I get it. A lot of people saved their vacations to do this. This has nothing with me saving vacations my job does not allow me to take that kind of time. It just doesn't. And so part of me is just like, that was kind of unfair to put it on Thursday night. When you put it on Friday night, when a majority of people probably could have made it out to make sure they make it to the back. Well, there's probably other events going on after hours that they were told you can't conflict with. I mean, they there were some, yes. There, yes. Yeah. They may matter have, fact, that may have one been of them's, their only option. One of them's a, like a, a party with Filoni or something like that, you know, Canto Bite, Wave of the Future, or some weird thing like that with, with Filoni. And I get it. Cool. Great. But I, I don't know. Thursday night just sucked. I was kind of upset about that. Yeah. But I'm excited about Celebration, and I can't wait to come back with some stories oh, for you'll, the podcast. That's going to be a whole, one whole podcast going to be you talking about Celebration. <laughs> I think yeah. that's going to be the nice, both Gary and I are You're going to be like, shut up, shut just, up. They're just going to be holding their middle finger up like, yeah. You can just do the podcast. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, Jason Muse, like, have you. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so, I'll let you guys know when I get back what I thought of Celebration. Um, there's a lot of rumors of people, though, being upset already, and we haven't even gotten to the door. And I'm like, seriously, people, you, you need to calm down just a little bit. Okay, so with all that said, and all those crazy Star Wars things and Star Wars rumors, we're going to flip over here in just a second, and we're going to talk about our first episode of Star Wars Resistance. So we'll be back in just a second, folks. We're going to do two episodes of Star Wars Resistance tonight. We'll be right back in a moment. Look, what's that ahead? Are those asteroids? No, they're commercials. We'll be right back. When you can't find anything to watch on cable, you get bored. When you get bored, you listen to radio cooking shows. When you listen to radio cooking shows, you invite a friend over for dinner. When you invite a friend over for dinner, you use twice as many beans. When you use twice as many beans, you expel deadly farts that kill your friend's dog. When you kill your friend's dog, your friend becomes unstable. When your friend becomes unstable, you're sued for everything you're worth. When you're sued for everything you're worth, you're thrown to the streets. When you're thrown to the streets, you devote your life to world domination. When you devote your life to world domination, you become an evil fascist overlord. When you become an evil fascist overlord, old friends plot their revenge. 
When old friends plot their revenge, you are shot in the back of the head. And when you're shot in the back of the head, you miss your jazzercise appointment. Don't miss your jazzercise appointment. Upgrade to Indirect TV. Go online or call 1-800-ERECT-TV. This is Weasel News. Los Santos traffic is so bad that one woman carpools with a dead body. What will it take for you to use public transit? Transit News. When police pulled over a car on the Del Perro freeway, they discovered a decomposing body in the passenger seat, which turned out to be the woman's dead husband. One witness on the scene told reporters, I looked over and the car was full of flies. The woman said she had every intention of burying the body soon, but she wanted a last few days in the carpool lane. The Los Santos Transportation Authority announced a new campaign to encourage people to take public transit. We know many of you feel that only losers take the bus or train in this town, and in many ways that's true. But what will it take for you to leave your car at home and take the bus? What do you want? On-time arrivals? Regular service? Strippers on the buses? Well, we're not doing any of that. The Transit Authority promised a new TV commercial that will turn things around. This was Weasel News. I feel safe here. Thanks to Lando Calrissian. Welcome to Cloud City. From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection, action figures R2-D2. Luke Skywalker and Princess Leah each sold separately. And here's action figures Boba Fett, Darth Vader, and IG-88. They can't escape us. I'll get the bounty. No, boss, I will. You've got your mission, man. Now move out. IG-88, Boss, Lando Calrissian, and other action figures each sold separately. From Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection from Kenner. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. It is now a multifunctional business, offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience during our galactic promotions. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast as we review count them two, two episodes of Star Wars Resistance. We're going to start with our first one that we reviewed, which was season uh, one, episode nine, titled Secrets and Holograms. So, basically what we learn is that if you're a bored teenager, life sucks. And that's the episode. There Apparently, yes. Yeah. yeah. And your Xbox will only entertain you for so long. <laughs> well, that's, you know, Tora Doza, apparently that's all she cares about is the fact that she can't seem to play her 
uh, flight simulators more than, you know, a couple days, and then she's bored out of her mind. She can't even get, you know, the latest version of Fortnite or anything. No, so no. it's, you know, everything's awful when you're in your, but stuck that, in your bedroom. I'd be bored of that game, too. Yeah, that game Fortnite? had some pretty... No, the game oh, the here, game she had, yeah. The flight simulator game had some pretty crappy graphics. What's well, so like, like, yeah, you're 16-bit graphics? I mean, come on, like... <laughs> <laughs> like even uh, Nintendo GameCube looked better it than didn't that even it didn't even like move with them. It's like they bounced right. around and it kind of drifted. There wasn't even any connection between them and the animatics of the game. Yeah, I mean. it didn't make it, the game actually didn't make any sense to me at all. Like if it had some sort of, I don't know. <laughs> they needed to get a gamer in there to I mean, actually. It's not help enough. Them. It's not enough just to do a little visual call out to one of the giant asteroid worms. Right. That the Falcon landed in. And that's that's what they kind of relied on. Once again was, hey, here's this visual you're familiar with. Ha ha. Okay, let's move on. And it's in 16-bit, so you'll be good. It's all good. All right. So Doza, in this particular episode, we're finding out, is trying to figure out how to keep the station safe. And he's considering Commander Pyre's uh, offer of protecting the station in exchange of keeping some troops there. Yes, you'll allow us to have some troops on the station and and look through it. So apparent and cl- so clearly the first order there's something important about this station. They want to be there. I was just about to say why would they care unless they know something about the station that Doza doesn't or They're working with the pirates. They're trying right. to get this, them to we've already learned that. Right, that we know that they're on the other side of it are are working with the pirates. The real question is why? Like what's what's going on in the station or what's at the station? Mm-hmm. that they feel the need to to do this. So, in the meantime, Kaz is trying to be all spy-like. And what did you guys think of that? Like, did you buy him no, trying to th- be again, all spy-like? No, it's, it's, uh, it's this total exaggeration. It's this aping to the camera. Like, oh, hey, I'm not doing anything. I'm just uh, going down this hallway. And it's, like, way overacted and way overdone. Well, well that's, that's his character. That's Maybe, what they... Do you voice do it? They, dump, they dump out this extreme exaggeration of him and they still keep him annoying and he mm-hmm. still does like they at one point he's in our, uh, the the lounge the aces lounge yeah. and he's just jamming food in his mouth and they have this it's supposed to be comical he has these giant cheeks full of food and he's talking going oh, blah, 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 blah. and it's like it's not funny and right. it's so overdone it's so makes him as like an annoying not enjoyable character it, there's no subtlety to this at all. This is very ham-fisted writing. Oh, yeah. And uh, it doesn't work when you're trying to do, like, intrigue or suspense, you know? It's like, there was moments in this, a couple that had interesting things. We'll get there. But dropping a character that overacted and attempted at comical into yeah. that just kind of takes all that out, you know? It's just so n- negating it. It's starting to remind me of the early... Luke that we saw. I want to go talk to you to get power compared. You know, like it's got that, but it's even worse. Like I, I've always thought Luke was annoying. You know, like just in that little part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But this seems to be this character all the time now. Like I feel like that's the writing they're giving Kaz, and it sucks. Whoever's writing Kaz is doing a craptastic job at it. Well, to give you an idea, and I, I noticed this. At least I, this is what I noticed. I don't know. There may have been more, and this is just lazy writing. Yeah. At least four times in these two episodes, Kaz said, that was too close, or that was close, like four times in two episodes. Say something else, do something that's extremely lazy writing. Yeah. You know, it's just, 
it's the first thought you come up with is, okay, well, he should say that was too close because that's what you do. No, you don't. No one says, you say other things, you know? You're in the moment or whatever. It's almost like they're trying to convince you it was close even though it wasn't. It's it's really telegraphing to the audience through his dialogue without without focusing on character and story. They're using the dialogue. It's what a lot of writers would do in their first draft. It's like, okay, I need to convey this and this and this, so I'll put these down as notes for now, and then later I'll find my way I actually write them. Yeah, it's like the, part of the, the episode never got edited. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally the, the first draft of... Because it just annoyed me. Every time I heard him say, that was close, that was too close, that was close, I'm like, can he say something else? Can we write something else, please? It's just very lazy writing. So what were some positives behind this particular episode? You said you had a couple. Well, the, re- the reveal, we haven't gone through all the steps, but basically the, re- okay. the reveal of Captain Doza as having an old Imperial uniform hanging in his closet. I yeah. never thought he was part of the Imperials, um, <laughs> and I never thought maybe he worked back then. For all we know, maybe he worked on the Death Star and wasn't there at the time when it blew up, or he, you know... Uh, what if he was an Imperial spy? What if he was an Imperial spy? Or what if he was a Rebel spy? Working for the Imperial. You could have gone the other way with it. All of a sudden, he's become a more interesting character to me because of that uniform, and I didn't see that coming. I'm like, I want to know more now. That's a storyline I find interesting. Okay, I want to find out more. And when Kaz was discovering that, they toned down his craziness a bit. He wasn't so bad. I mean, he's still, there's an elevator coming, and oh, I'll dive in the closet and whatever. And, you know, they still did it a little bit, but they focused in on the story and not so much. The, the crazy character traits and so I became more interested I liked that I Tora being voiced by Myrna Velasco Tora <coughs> does she own another outfit do you, uh, do you live your day and night in, I, I guess. in, in yeah. your I, I, ace uniform because they've that's another thing about this show that bothers me is none of these people have a change of clothes they all wear the exact yeah. same outfits and it again seems kind of lazy to be yeah. like well that's good enough. Now you'll recognize them every time they show up. I'm like, just put them in something. Do they change their clothes? Do they not? <laughs> Apparently, dress them? Griff Hollerin wears the Tie Pilot chest box yeah, all the time. I mean, which you know, anybody who's ever worn that will tell you that's annoying as hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's that's another example of just how they're kind of playing to character stereotypes mm-hmm. instead instead of giving the characters depth. They're really dealing with these characters on a surface level, and because we're not getting deeper than that. I'm having trouble getting involved in the interesting parts of the story, which is, A, what's so important about this station, and B, now that, you know, was Captain Doza a part of the military, maybe he wasn't. Maybe that uniform is, maybe he murdered somebody. Right, right. Or maybe it's part of an old thing that happened, a buddy of his. There could be any story there, but there's a story, and now I'm interested, you know? Right. I'd like to see more of that, but they, they bury these interesting moments in about 22 minutes of silly, over-the-top character activities. I was even kind of excited about going to the Ace Lounge because I wanted to see, okay, what other characters are we going to meet? And we meet Hype Phazon again. again. We meet, you know what I mean? And he's got the, the, the stereotypical Hype Phazon, you know, right, story right. going on. And I just, I don't know. It just seemed very blah because it could have been great. I'd like to see these characters. Let's, how about these people when we're in the lounge, they interact, they do something cool. They have, right. you know, uh, Griff has a, as a beef with hype and right. they, they argue with each other or something. Or Seems I like all know. they do is sit around and drink and eat. It's not very NASCAR-ish yeah, of and them. They, and, they don't, <laughs> you know? and, and they barely ever race. Right. If they race once a year or something stupid like that. Gary, was there anything about this episode for you that was uh, redeeming? Just to reveal the, uh, the Captain Dozo, yeah. Yeah. That's a good moment. 
Yeah. That's honestly... But is it worth all the other aggravation for that No, no. two-minute reveal? That's I, why, I, I, like I said, they're burying their interesting plot points in 22 minutes of what they think is character building between, oh, let's have Tora and Kaz, you know, running around the thing together and getting to like each other, or are they liking each other or not? And let's, oh, hey, let's do a callback to the trash compactor, except this time it's a trash incinerator. And, right. Oh, but their video game skills save them because they're good at dodging. It's it's like... Well, even the, the, even the humor was almost way too predictable. Like yeah. when 4D picked up the dogish creature, you knew... It was going to pee. pee somewhere, yeah. and of course it had to be a gross color, like purple or something like that, yeah. but it was like too predictable. Even the jokes are like campish, For this fatherly ep- I felt humor, like this know? episode especially was one of those poorly written, they felt like they needed character development, and rather than find an interesting story to do character development around, they basically took a small idea, oh, is Doza going to accept the first which we've already told right, this we've right. told this story in at least two other episodes that they want to come and do security on the platform and he's thinking about it well guess what in this episode episode they still want to come and put their security in the platform and he's still thinking about it right, it, right. Th- that didn't advance at all except they made another visit um the it just didn't it, it's they're not there's no story going on right. it's really kind of rehashing ideas we already know just to put some characters in some outlandish situations for 20 minutes to eventually get us to a closet where, you know, there's a uniform and whatever, you know, it's, it's, I'll tell you what it did advance for me. I don't like Tora as much as I thought I would. <laughs> That's what it did. No, she got, me. she got more annoying. She got more annoying as the episode went yeah. on, quite honestly, almost as annoying as Kaz. Well, she, she was annoying from the beginning. Towards the end, she got to be a more interesting character, like, because uh, she is suspecting him being a spy and everything else. Right. Oh, well, yeah, she, yeah. That but, was a little bit interesting. But the the big problem I got is the whole thing is we saw one episode where they actually were flying. Right. How many pilots are there that we know nothing about? Mm-hmm. We still know nothing, barely anything about Griff. Has he spoken? A couple. A couple this, lines. This that's episode it. he did. He said so like two things. What do you say this episode? I don't remember. That was that memorable. It's like, yeah. Uh, so, something about uh, your father better get... The races this, going. Oh yeah, 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 get those yeah, races yeah. going. But here's again, the yeah. thing: he used to work for. He uh, clearly was in the Empire. Right. The first order is landing on the thing. Maybe show him emoting a little, remembering his past. Right, right. He's interested. What they're there for? Anything? They don't. They just use him as a stereotype. Uh, and, and by stereotype, I don't mean in terms of racial or economic or. It's a yeah, character it's stereotype. stereotype. It's, a, it's a character archetype. He's the gruff person. Right. And that's it. That's all you know. <laughs> and the, so it's... The bad boy at the bar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And he's not even the bad boy. He's just the gruff, old, angry dude. Yeah. And you don't know why. And they're not even advancing his story ten episodes in. Yeah. They haven't expanded the story on any of the pilots. No. I'm just sitting here looking at a couple of the pictures going, we've, we've seen Jukes, we've seen Freya, but... I'm not even sure we know anything about them at all. But we've had three episodes where the, the first minute. where the first order has said, "Hey, we want to come to your platform," and Doza's like, "I'll think it over." We have plenty of times to rehash that multiple times, but not talk about these characters. What I understand is that if Commander Pyre is really pushing for this platform by now, don't you think he'd be making threats? Like, don't that's you, what I'm, I'm like. Doesn't he have something to hold he, over his right, head? Right. He needs something to hold over Doza's head, and I don't understand why he's like dancing around this just yeah. for crying out loud. Do something about it. All right, so let's rate this one really quick before we move on to the next one. Again, zeros that don't bother, tens that must see. 
Anybody want to go first? Yeah, right. it's the exact same rating as the number of people sitting at this table. You're going to go to three? three. It is, this three. is just a... I mean, and all three points are for finding out that Doza was a member of the Imperials. That's okay. that's literally the interesting thing I'm looking forward to finding out more about in the future. They, they got one hook in me. Everything else was poorly written, lazy, repeat dialogue, repeat, repeat story ideas, stereotypical character traits. She's an annoyed teenager. He kept his annoying traits that were overacted, and by the end of the episode, I'm like... Doesn't matter. Okay, well, okay fine. We found out the guy had a imperial <laughs> uniform in his closet. Great. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's all I got out of this multiple-minute episode. Uh, I was actually going to give this one a two. Because <laughs> there's only two good points in it. That you, you're right about the the, in, in, the officer's uniform, and the only other, other thing that partially kind of sort of interested me the whole episode was Commander Pyre. Uh, you know, I, I I like the character a little bit. I wish you know. But what what about him? Who is? I just like his what? armor. You know, yeah. like and you like that he's gold, <laughs> right? I like his gold, and I like the mystique. He's got a Boba Fett esque about him that we don't know much about him. I'm just you know what I mean. I'm, if I saw if I saw something that made me feel like maybe his subordinates with him were scared of him. Right, right, right. Something to give him a little bit of a character trait. Right now, he's just right a, guy, now he's he's just a, a guy, guy in gold. I get it. I'm not saying it's a great one. I'm just saying that's the only other point that I see <laughs> as a point in the episode was I like Commander Pyre. Gary, what, do you, what do you, would you give this one? All I can say is you guys have been too generous. Oh, he's Uh-oh. going You going a one? Yes, I am. Uh, giving it a one. Wow. I okay. think this might be the worst episode for Gary so far yet. Right, no, yeah. No, Nate, there's the one I gave it a zero. Oh. It was a complete waste of my time. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anything that was redeeming for you or no? Just the reveal of the uh, Imperial, yeah. We all thought that was interesting. Clearly. Man, I'm with, I'm with uh, Eric. I want to know more about that. Yeah, and what you? Th- I mean, like the dialogue. Did you think the same thing? Just it's like yeah, the dialogue they're doing is silly. It, yeah, it, it's it's not advancing things. It's not even kiddish now. It's just insulting, right? You know? and, and if you play Dance Dance Revolution, you can get through an incineration chamber. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, apparently that sometimes fires lasers and sometimes the arms just randomly come down, not and, grabbing anything, just right, slam just down, slam down. No, it's just breaking up the cinders and stuff. That's all. <laughs> sure. Okay, let's move on to the next episode we watched, which was Season 1, Episode 10, titled Station Theta Black, where they go out and they find Station Theta Black. I see a station and I want to paint it black. (laughs) So Poe decides that, well, first off, Kaz steals a craptastic ship. Doesn't steal. He He lets him take it. He lets him take it, but I forgot to tell him that that the... um, didn't well, have all of its stabilizers. Right, the stabilizers weren't working correctly, thank you. And and so he wants to go out and meet Poe, and and he's got some spy stuff to, to give to Poe, which I still don't understand why it's such a big deal or what it is he's got. And well, it's the info from the episode before. Episode before he's, yeah. he's, it's his download from the, yeah, the, it, it's the first order. It's all about his flash drive. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You noticed that, too. I was like, why are we worried about flash drives? But okay. So they give, they bring him to Leia Organa, who, you know, thank you for all the info, and oh, by the way, we have this information about this base that could or could not be yeah. in uh, an asteroid field. <laughs> we need to go check it out. Well, we need Poe to go check it out, and right. Poe says, I'm going to take To him as my wingman. Right? Wing and again, there, there's your, like, you know, hook, line, and sinker, uh, I gotta go, you know, uh, moment. And so Kaz is going to go check out this, this station with Poe. And she warns Poe, don't engage, don't do anything with them, 
And he's like, of course I won't, unless, you know, they do something. And it's right. Like, she's like, don't do it. And again, they, they like, hint at the <clears throat> whole storyline before the storyline even happens. Yeah. Drastically so, like always. So they start flying into this asteroid field. And it's like, don't you guys agree, this was, like, too obvious. You literally have, like, beacons leading all the way into the station. I mean, who... Right. If you're trying to hide a station, would you... Really? Would you do that at all? Like... I would think that you would not want to have beacons out there so people go, oh, there's the direction into the base. Got it. Duh. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there might have been a... You could think up a reason for the beacons, but I didn't hate them to the point where I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever, but I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it was just annoying. I don't want to say it was, you know, like the worst thing ever, but it was just an annoying little, like, why would you do that? Yeah. So they get into the station, and, of course, they start digging around trying to figure out what the station was there for and of course now <clears throat> all the way across the galaxy at wherever the star killer base is well th- what happens is they come across an one droid that activates a defensive right, something defensive or other droid, right and it's i don't know if it was even a defensive droid it didn't look like it had major weapons it may no. have been part of the crew that was going to demolish the th- i don't know what it was i'm thinking so too yeah. but it, it basically poe has to shoot it to stop it <clears throat> and by shooting it, sets off he an alarm. an alarm. And so we're... And so we see Gwendolyn Stacy's got to come to the day, and, and Gwendolyn <clears throat> Christie, excuse me, and save the day. Cap- Captain Phasma leaves with the station with, what, three troopers, including Major Von Rigg. Well, they had... So they had Major Von Rigg. They had a number of troopers on the shuttle with her, and then That's they true. had the ships outside. Right. I mean, the shuttle probably had, like... I think it had, like, 12 troopers in it. Yeah. It wasn't a big contingent, but... If you don't know how many people are at this thing, would you maybe take a bigger group? I don't know. I Yeah, I might have, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I'm go bigger, go home anyway, so, yeah. you know. So they go to the station, and, of course, they start chasing around. They're I mean, setting the charges. How else do you say that? They're, they're setting the charges, and they're chasing around Kaz, and they're chasing around Poe. Yeah. And for a good 15 minutes of this episode, with all the running around, you could have played Scooby-Doo. Scooby, Scooby Doo, they're running back and forth right, through doorways. Right, like they're going back through doorways, and and like you talk all the time about blocking. Oh, this was like, the worst. Some of the worst blocking yet. I mean, like literally shooting at somebody three feet away and missing. Yeah. And well, first there was the whole them running into the stormtroopers. And I'm sorry if someone comes around a corner with a gun and starts to raise it, you're going to shoot them. But no, right. everyone stands there, pointing Staring. guns without firing, warning right. a good. I mean, this, the whole scene must have taken a good 30 to 40 seconds yep. of them, put your guns down, we're not engaging, back up, put your guns down. You know, this talk back and forth, it wouldn't happen, right. you know. And, and then, The First Order would have just shot, or at least well, you yeah, would think they something. would, right? No one tries to duck or hide or whatever. No. Then he finally, he, he shoots the doorways, which they close slowly, instead of fast right. for some reason. They start firing shots from five feet away, don't hit anybody. And then he hits the explosive, which blows up some of the stormtroopers, and they split up, and they start running in different directions. And we get our whole next five minutes of people running around being chased and well, shooting was, at each other from two feet away. I was thinking not the Scooby-Doo theme. Yeah. I was actually thinking Benny, Benny Hill. Yakety sax. Yeah, right, yakety sax, something like that. You know, yeah, it was just kind of weird. The whole That whole part of the episode, I was like, what are we doing And there's many shots of, like, you know, I thought Phasma was a pretty good warrior and a good shot but no apparently if episode, she comes around a corner and there's poe she starts to shoot at him he can duck twice left and right and yeah you know with two true, shots right? completely two missing shots, him goes, <laughs> and then he can dodge shots as he runs down a hallway yeah. with them and he doesn't have him. any jedi power so what the heck what if you were a jedi man no. you'd be like a god in this universe all of a sudden you know <laughs> and there's there's many many scenes of people being shot at from feet away with out in the open and no one hitting anything and it just it, again, is lazy. It's people going, okay, well, we need a good bunch of fighting and shooting, and no one's there to say, 
can we take a day and plan out this right. action sequence so it makes more sense? No, no, we don't have time for that. We're just going to they'll run across the bridge and they'll do this. And the big reveal is that the station's here because it's creating weapons. Well, what was it, mining deathamite? Mi- deathamite or whatever <laughs> You're asking the wrong person, Eric. <laughs> yeah, you fell apart during you fell, you fell asleep during that part. Uh, yeah, death, deathamite, I think it is. It's it's they're mining for the weapons that they're creating. It creates, it's, what's you, it's a thing used in making blasters, apparently, and they're mining tons of it. Okay. So they're arming an army, but... But why is that a secret? I mean, like, look at how many First Order troopers are walking around with a blaster. I yeah. mean, obviously they're mining death might somewhere. I don't know why that's such a big secret or... It Why wasn't, it's a yeah, secret it where it's coming from. It wasn't a that. huge reveal when they realized what was going right, on. Right, I was waiting for, like, you know, they're working on another Death Star and they have the plans or something like that, you know, and it was none of that. It was just like, oh, they're making blasters and they mine death. And maybe that's what, like, maybe they are. Maybe they mined, mined a ton of it to put in the gun of Starkiller Base. Maybe it's something that, that works actually with would have been better. You well, that's I mean? the thing like is they only made the assumption about blasters, they never right. said what it was actually being used for. They just made that assumption. Right. And they don't even know at this point, because this is before Force Awakens, do they know about Starkiller? I don't think they know they about Starkiller Base. No. So it's probably being mined for Starkiller Base, but they don't know, so they make the assumption, well, it's normally used for blasters. On this large of a scale, it just must be tons of blasters, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's for Starkiller Base. Again, you should have thrown that in there somehow, though. If that's what you were going to do, you know what I mean? Well, that would have been my hook. Maybe, because it is before the Force Awakens and everything, maybe... The First Order isn't a major player in the galaxy yet. People don't think they have that saying. many right. soldiers. Yeah. Like we see on Starkiller Base right. in the scenes from Force Awakens, right. you see that gigantic that group field, of them. Yeah. Maybe they don't know there's that many. And right. Now they think it's just a small resistance. So it at this point. could be kind of a reveal. It's not Maybe. horrible. It's not the worst thing ever. But I expected for Bigger. focusing for an episode for, yeah. this much, something a bit more concrete and like, whoa. So they get in their ships, and they go to take off from the station. And this is where it gets really weird. They, they're they they're being attacked. They have they're the slowest space slowest battle, space battle ever. ever. They, it was looked like they trench looked, run themselves several times. It looks like, yeah, well, it was basically just taken from Rogue One. Right. Where they were flying around the side of the, yep. the gate, which yep. was great in Rogue One. It was done pretty well, and they were zooming in and out. It was right. fast paced and well, well, you but know. this was so slow paced, it didn't make slow. it work. And here's the, what I didn't get. At one point, there were two, three fighters following... Kaz and right. the lead guy was following Major Von Reg was following Poe. Right. And this guy, Major Von Reg, couldn't hit Poe for the life of him, but yeah. Poe could pull out behind the TIE fighters, shoot one of them, mm-hmm. then passes them and pulls up next to Poe. Right. So everyone's now but you have them in front of you and you shoot one and then fly by the other two to get next to Poe and say, We can outrun them. Right. What the hell? I, I <laughs> that God. didn't make sense to me either. Poe came up and high fived the uh, kids. That's all. Right, right. Got right out of the cab and high fived them. Yeah. Got back in. Well, here's the part I didn't understand. So here comes Phasma from the other angle. Right, their two Tie Fighters are from behind. She passes the two of them and says, "Let's go." Well, she fires at them and the, they bank. A right. Bank left. Bank left. Because apparently that's as good as doing a roll. Well, that's a good maneuver. They're drifting lethal. <laughs> yeah, they, they get maneuvers. They, they get maneuvers. maneuvers. So they, yeah. But then they, they decide to leave? Like, why did they. Well, because they're all close. Uh, the only thing I could see in the shot was that when Poe and Kaz banked away from Phasma coming from one direction and the right. other ships coming from the other, they kind of curved back towards the base, towards the. Okay. Toward the base, and, and they, they know knew the base is going to blow within, up. If they're within range, we could take them out that way. So pull off and let's go. Right. And that's the only thing I kind of saw was 
that. But again, it's it felt awkward. Yeah, it, really it, it felt all weird. it felt horribly awkward. The right. running around inside the base felt awkward. The whole sequences on the bridge were awkward. They, some, apparently, the there's some explosion. Apparently, weird. there's some kind of machinery that if you push a button, there's no safety measures. It'll come in and it'll knock over your bridge. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, who builds who machinery builds that? that's going to come in and knock over your bridge? Right, on purpose. That's just bad base design. <laughs> <laughs> who's the engineer who's there right. that day? Who's like, uh, well, no one's going to Guys, do we'll that. put this crane over here that'll completely knock everything over. It'll be great. Uh, well, well, what happens if they push this red button? Well, we'll tell them not to push that red button because that'll <laughs> knock over the bridge. Yeah, uh, Director Koenig. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, a Ren and Stimpy episode. Don't push the shiny candy like red button. <laughs> oh God! So yeah, so that was ridiculous and silly. And then the the outside flight, where it's like here's Poe, best pilot on the Resistance, and everything was so slow and just plodding, and it re it really. Uh, and then we end the episode, and I kind of feel like we got nothing out of it, right? Like you, when you're done at the end, you're kind of like you go back and you're like, well, they're creating blasters. And that's what we think is going this on. Is, this is good information for me to yeah, know. I need to know. And I was just kind of like, really? Because, like, that that helped nobody. Like, you know, you just all risked your lives for what? Like, I don't know. I. I so, what did you think of Poe? What did you think of Kaz surviving the blast by ducking inside an asteroid? I, I, it was cool. It surprised me. I didn't expect to see it. I'll give them that one. That's, that's the one I was kind of like. But I felt like, wouldn't it have been quicker to fly away then straight then to take a turn and get would, inside an asteroid you would think i want to know how he maglevd onto the asteroid yeah. that quick you know what i mean like that's almost impossible to do at that speed because the explosion was like right on him right that's what i'm saying flying straight would have gotten you away he had to take the time to not fly straight slow down turn sideways get inside yeah, an asteroid trying to say that an explosion wouldn't go up into the you know what i mean like yeah like it blasted past but right, not in because he in. wasn't even that far in like if it was right. a giant asteroid and he'd flown into a cave Case, system right. that got him into the Kinda center like Han Solo, yeah, yeah. I would have bought it, but this was just a little divot. In, I, I don't know. Part of me says physics says that's not possible. Yeah. You know, what, what you didn't see is he saw Yoda on the on the asteroid, and he used the force to bring him down into oh. it. Well, I thought maybe he just grabbed their tail and yanked him in. Yeah, too. <laughs> Explode you or not? <sighs> so, I guess we should rate this one again. Zeros that don't bother. Tens a must see. Gary, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to give it a 10 because uh, I got a good half hour of sleep. <laughs> You're giving it 10 Zs. Yeah, that's right. Which is a zero on your case, it, right? Well, it'd have to be because, no. You don't remember anything about this episode, do you? Nope. <laughs> just, just, just the stabilizer wasn't attached to the ship. That was all. Yeah. I, I, we I, lost you the stabilizer? Yeah. That's the first two minutes. That's, a, that's like 45 seconds. <laughs> that's what I, I said. I, I, I knew get, it lost you. I didn't realize it was that early. <laughs> I give it a 10 because I got a good half hour of sleep. <laughs> I would actually give this one a one worse than the last. I can't believe I'm saying that. I wanted this to be a cool episode. It had Von Reg in it. I want to see more of him. It had Poe. It had, had Poe. It had Phasma. And I wanted it to be cool, but I, I just, I don't know. They're the the whole, like you said, the Scooby-Doo moment is the one It just kind of like has me scratching my head. I don't get it. It could have been cool, but the whole space battle sucked. I just, I don't get it. They, they totally missed the mark in this one. Eric, what do you think? I'm going to give this one an R3. It's as, it's just as bad as the last episode, but in different ways. This time, it's all about the the plotting and the blocking and the pacing and all that. Um, again, there were two times in this episode that he was like, "That was too close," or "Boy, that was too close." <coughs> there was at least one time when Phasma's like, "We have them now. Don't let yeah. them escape." Yep. Like all these lines that are they're just like right out of the movie. Oh, uh, they're, yeah. they're right out of like screenwriting one hundred and one playbook. Of, right. Hey, here's the lines that 
at least convey the basics, but <laughs> you got to write better than that. It was clumsy them getting on their ships. The ships pulled in and yep. like they got on the noses and balanced. And like there's people firing at you and running and they're not hitting anything. They're not yeah. hitting these people. Blocking's awful. Oh, the, the whole, all the choreography in this was just abysmal. Yeah, I got to give it a three because it's like, I, I mean, maybe even a two. It, it's This was poor and it just, you wasted having Poe and Phasma and, you know, I mean, think about it. We've got Poe, Phasma, BB-8, Space battles, all these things from Star Wars that we know, and it couldn't be used effectively to tell a decent episode. Yeah. So, just very, very frustrating. All right, so here's what I want to know from our fans. We've bagged on Resistance pretty bad recently, in particular. I want to know, are there any fans out there that are, like, Resistance fans, like, actually like this show? Right into the show. I'm serious. I'm like, this is my challenge now. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find somebody who actually likes the show. Because so far... There's not a lot of Star Wars fans that actually like this show. I mean, I've I seen know... articles that say, here are the top five episodes of Resistance, and I be we haven't gotten there yet. I don't want to do it and learn about stuff that's coming right, up. Right. I still want to see it. I'm trying to avoid that But stuff I want to see but... if any of these, like, oh, you know, bl bl Black Station, whatever the heck this is called. Data, yeah. is Data Station Black is, is one of the top ten. I'm like, what? Yeah, you know, yeah. if, if they're this kind of rating, then either we're missing something. These, or... these last ten better be amazing. I mean, like... Or I'm missing something, because Disney's even saying, like, oh, they're getting high ratings on a Disney channel. How? I, I don't get it. A lot of people, unless people are just watching it because it's like that train wreck that you can't stop watching at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's already gotten renewed for season two, and I, I don't get it. I just don't when get it. When do we get those ep extra episodes of The Clone Wars? Uh, those will be coming out this spring, but it's, the, the rumor is at Celebration they're going to reveal it's on the Disney app. So I have a feeling that at Celebration they're going to release the Disney app. That's that's my theory anyway. Disney streaming, you mean? Right, the Disney streaming. I think it's going to start like that week after, and I think they'll put the the Clone Wars episodes on there as their first thing they're populating on their app, which people will pay huge bucks just to go see, you know. So those are our thoughts on these two episodes of Star Wars Resistance. We'd love to hear from you, especially those who are fans. I'm just curious, what do you see in the show? So, again, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us on YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. And as we like to always say here in the Star Production Studios, May the Force be with those who listen to Gary Snore. And young Jedi Killer Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You fail for the last time. And look for the Galaxy Cast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.